Welcome to another edition of Revealing the Truth of Brand Wells. Um, one of the things that you're finding interesting these days is the amounts of false flag information that we've seen. And we've already seen like false flag in my generation, which was 9-11. But back in the 60s, you would see things like um, Operation Northwoods, or you would see um, the Gulf of Tonkin and things of that nature. One of the false flag operations that's been happening, or at least it's been happening roughly around 30 years, um, depending on how you look at it, is Operation Project Bluebeam. And what is that? For those of you who are Johnny-come-lately, if you would, to this, it's where our government basically pretends to have a fake alien invasion. And one of the things that really bothers me greatly, aside from the fact that we have false flags and things of that nature, is the fact that they're taking something that's really secret. You know, a lot of people hold UFOs and alien research very, very sacred. You know, like the way a farmer holds the land sacred or somebody, you know, a religious scholar holds, you know, ancient texts deeply sacred. Um, it's one of those things where when you find something like that and it's being discredited, you feel upset or if not angry. And I remember there was uh, the whole Phoenix Lights situation where the governor of, uh, I think it was uh, Arizona, um, basically he came out um, doing this press conference and he was somebody who apparently had seen the lights themselves. And this is what kind of bugged me about it in a lot of ways is that he comes out, there was somebody who's dressed up in this ridiculous alien getup and everything. And, you know, a lot of the, of course, the reporters are like, snarfing and laughing at it and everything else. But most of the people that were, you know, hoping that he would at least ask some questions, some legitimate questions or anything, they were left pretty much, you know, just hanging there in the wind. And I remember whenever, uh, we're talking like in the early 2000s, whenever I was in college, um, I had a professor who said, you know, be careful of talking to some of the professors about some of the things that you're researching. Either A, you could get laughed at and mocked at and just tossed out and whatever else you could think of. I mean, totally discredited. Um, or, you know, you know, you could be, you know, censored or just whatever it is. I mean, they'll literally like mock and laugh you and everything. Now, mind you, this is in the early 2000s and everything when I was in college. But nowadays, of course, thankfully, a lot more scientists and, quite frankly, a lot more people in general are taking, you know, UFOs or rather UAPs is what they're referred to now. And aliens is something that is legit. Because nowadays we know that, you know, there's so much out there that's basically, you know, up for grabs you know, and deeply questioning of it. And so a great example is you know, the Operation Project Bluebeam. I mean, this is ridiculous. You know, it's like our government's going to use alien technology that they've been hoarding for roughly 70 years, if not more, under the guise that they can do this to the American people. And just basically the idea was to manipulate them and maneuver them. If I could quit tripping over my words, it would be great. But 
the manipulation the, and maneuvering of people is everything. It's, 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 it's very similar to like when we, um, in 2020, we were told to wear the mask and all this other stuff. And they just want to see how much people will comply and how far they'll go and, you know, what they'll, you know, really endure and you know, how much of it that they'll take, you know, because obviously, you know, people, you know, weren't standing up to the whole, you know, mask thing and the vaccine thing. And it's the same idea with, you know, the Operation Project Blue Bean, you know, I mean, and then not to mention we already have, you know, the energy weapons that they're using for things like Maui and, you know, stuff like that. And obviously we already know about HARP and HARP is the weather modification thing, which is interesting. So I know if you actually have Alexis or not Alexis, Alexa from Amazon and you ask it um, about, you know, a certain earthquake that happened, I think, recently. And it will tell you that it was caused by weather modification from HARP. And so Project Bluebeam does that work directly with HARP and does it work directly with, you know, them trying to promote their climate change theory and everything. And quite possibly, I would say an overwhelming yes might be in order. Because a lot of these operations, um, whether we want to own up to it or not, actually work in conjunction with each other. So that being said, you know, and apparently in the 1960s, um, the Soviets, because this is during the Cold War, the height of it, rather, um, apparently they uh, tried a fake alien invasion themselves. But if you think about it, I mean, the fake alien invasion thing goes way back. I mean, this. let me put it this way. During the 1930s and 40s, they had a radio show called War of the Worlds. H.G. Wells would read it, and, you know, very good actor. Um but people at the time bought War of the Worlds, um, you know, hook, line, and sinker. I mean, they really thought it was happening. And so they got all panicky. And, you know, um, I, I can't imagine it being more panicky than in the year 2020 when everybody was buying, you know, toilet paper and all sorts of supplies. And it was just, it was unreal. Um, but nonetheless, I mean, people were in a major state of panic and everything else. And they were literally buying, never mind, it's just an actual radio program or something. Um, yeah, so it's, it, it's, it's one of those things that's really, it just shows, I guess you would say the, I don't want to say the gullibility of the public, and that sounds kind of harsh. But what I am saying is the fact that they're willing to, you know, just let people do this and do this themselves. I mean, they don't have to push too hard. They just have to put this stimuli, whatever happens to be. And in this case, you know, this Project Bluebeam is, you know, the fake alien invasion. And they're using alien technology, all the stuff that they always say that we don't know what it is. We know full well it is. It's, it's, it's us. And in September of 19, uh, September 19th, 1954, um, they had essentially discovered how to maneuver and manage zero point gravity. So it's humans basically, you know, flying around these uh, ships and everything, you know, aliens are there, extraterrestrials are there, but they're a lot less seen than some of these other ships are. And, you know, it's, it's one of those things where when you start looking at that and it kind of like throws it for a loop and, I used to be really, you know, almost like a religious watcher of the History Channel, the show Ancient Aliens, which has been out for a really long time. And I still do watch it because I think it's interesting. Um, but that being said, you start kind of like noticing the narrative that they're trying to really go with. And essentially what it is, is that they wanted to create an even, 
even more extension of what the NSA or even what NASA is doing. You know, I mean, people forget that the NSA and NASA, those are arms of the government. They're not, they're not your friend. And it, it's sad, really, because, you know, we do want to know the truth. I think the general populace does honestly want to know what happened here, here, and there. And, you know, to have things like this occurring, you know, constantly, you know, not just like once here or once there. And it seems like it's really kind of truly picked up momentum in a lot of ways, you know, because of them wanting to create the 15-minute cities and promote the whole idea of climate change and, you know, you know, you name it. The list just continuously goes on. And one of the things that's really interesting is, all right, so Stephen Greer, who I actually, I really respect him deeply just because he seems to have a really good understanding of things, of, you know, not just, say, alien technology and everything else, but how does our government, you know, react towards it? You know, our government, is, in a lot of ways, is very uh, cloak and dagger, if you would. You know, if, I think I may have mentioned it like on my other podcast where, you know, if you go into the country of Chile, they actually want to know directly from their citizens if they actually have seen or experienced a UFO. They want to know about it. They want to have it documented. They want to research it. And I, that makes me really appreciate the, gov- the government of Chile for doing that. And I'm not saying that, you know, I'm you know, anti-American or anything like that. I, I am about as pro-American as it gets. But do I like our country as far as the government? No, absolutely I don't. I think there's some really good people in the United States, but I also think that there's a lot of people that have been brainwashed and thinking and believing in a certain manner and everything. The truth is, you know, the term alien or extraterrestrial is a very, very broad term, and there's lots of different species of and races of extraterrestrial and alien, so it becomes a very, very convoluted term after a little bit. And it's one of those terms that after a while you start meshing it all together and it starts to lose definition and starts to lose meaning, quite frankly. Um, Now, what's really interesting is one of the ways that Stephen Greer um, says that he actually has communicated with extraterrestrials is something a lot of people might not consider. So you already have something like you know, the Center for Scientific um, Investigation, which otherwise known as SETI, um, basically they're using like satellite and, and radio technology to, you know, have that communication with them and doing more from like a private sector, you know, so we already have people like, um, you know, that are wanting to go possibly to Mars or whatever, and they're doing it on their own dime versus like being an extension of, you know, some governmental entity. And I can't also say that I have an issue with them doing that because I, quite frankly, especially here in the United States, I don't think those government entities are going to give you the full honest to God's truth. You know, they're, they're too busy trying to hoard and hide that technology and everything else and use it against its own people. That's not what this should be about. I mean, it should be about the idea of like sharing information and data and everything else because it's number one, it's a big scientific discovery. And so that would throw a lot of things possibly into question. A lot of things since 2020 are in question, you know, whether it's our banking systems, our religious systems, our, you know, governments and politics and everything else, everything is up for grabs now because we've been lied to so much, whether it's about the earth being round or flat or whatever it is, we are consistently being bombarded and lied to and belittled and you know just quite frankly just treated like you know cattle and sheep and everything else and in a herd mentality 
Now, many people over would say, all right, so meditation, uh, how does this going to work? Okay. So a lot of people who are in the religious community have this issue with science in a lot of ways where they, you know, want to you know, keep science away from religion and whatever. And I personally think spirituality and science can be one and the same in a lot of areas. You know, where some people who are scientific are about as atheistic as it gets, but then there's other people who are, um, you know, deeply religious but reject science. So it's it's, it's kind of like you know, back and forth. It's it's, it's ridiculous finger pointing match at times. Um, and mind you, spirituality is totally different than religiosity in the first place. Religion is more about politics and policy, um, about you know, hey, this person did this, this person did that, or something to that effect. And spirituality is more about you know aligning the chakras up to function as one to look at things you know a certain way to basically connect with that divine energy that we all have and many people are disconnected from the divine energy many times over because of that calcified pineal gland that i keep discussing um but with all right so that being said all right so let's put it this way Get rid of any kind of disbelief that you have and open up, you know, to the, you know, possibility and the affirmation that has existed in some guys in this world's religions and the perennial wisdom for thousands of years and has also been integral in the advancements of science, including the evolution of accepted schools of thought in both academia and public circles. But as I said before, whenever I was in college, I had to be really careful about who it was that I talked to about any of this stuff. A lot of professors, I mean, my degrees in religion and psychology, and a lot of psychologists, you know, it's kind of like if they can't see it, touch it, and smell it, it doesn't exist for them. I mean, as rigid as that sounds, there are some of them that are just beyond rigid atheistic. And it's it's disturbing, but nonetheless, there it is. Um now, regardless of all the uh, intellect and intelligence, we still do not use most of what our brain power capabilities are, uh, nor can we clearly articulate um, whose uh, consciousness resides. And the fact that there are, is a scientific evidence to support a non-locality theory of uh, consciousness means that identity could possibly shift towards something more universal in nature. And second... Atoms are mostly made up of empty space and causing many to revisit what is meant to live in a solid universe. And this can be realized in a technological sense. And we might be able to explain all kinds of phenomena that are related to the natural world, space and physics, etc. like that. Um, and third, we can only perceive a small, considerable amount of light from which forms a visible reality. And the part we can decode is limited to our biology. And last, but certainly not least, uh, according to any kind of quantum theory and planetary science, not only is it possible for ourselves to carry the particles of ancient dinosaurs, but it is also possible that our visible reality, uh, most of the elements found in the human body were made in stars, uh, some of which are recorded as being over 100 times the size of our sun. Um, now compare that to a concept such as this to the long debated question, which is, are we alone in the universe? And the grounds for it is improbable. I mean, it's, it's crazy. That's a, that's a loaded question, really. Well, in his documentary, one of many Dr. Greer's documentaries, he has one called Close Encounters of the Fifth Kind, all right? And... He goes on to beyond the uh, themes that he explored in his 2017 unacknowledged film, 
where he talked about um, black secret projects, military industrial complex, and their agenda. Uh, Rogue Shadow Government and his 2001 National Press Club uh, expose, which actually brought to light um, actual evidence of the existence of UFOs and any kind of non-terrestrial life. This is supported by credible corporations and military witnesses. And Dr. Greer even moves a step up that would introduce up to his CE5 contact protocols that can be used to make direct contact with extraterrestrials without the need of intercessor, uh, something that has been reported and documented by thousands of witnesses all across the world. Now, this evidence supporting the existence of extraterrestrial civilizations is to borrow Dr. Greer's um, uh, terminology as being an embarrassment of riches. Now, there has been a host of suppressive um, countermeasures that, that were described by a once uh, famous, uh, infamous NASA uh, hacker, Gary McKinnon. Uh, only time will tell the knowledge of, of what we have lived. Now, suppression of any kind of alien visitation technology. And since the 1940s, the American government, um, that would include the NSA and other agencies, have systematically colluded with other powers in one of the biggest cover-ups in modern history. And they've been hoarding alien technology for like over 70 years now. And they're using it against the people, as I said before. Whenever you see all these ships and everything else, it's not aliens. It's us. And these alien, it's alien technology. Um, there is a mixture of theories as to why this knowledge has been suppressed. Um, many open questions raised uh, by uh, his documentary explore the breakdown through effective, uh, effective introducing free energy systems that would uh, would have an economic and societal worldwide. And we've already discussed the fact that you know oil companies they will do anything to suppress any kind of technology it will take billions out of their pocket. So. Of course, you know, everybody's always like, why would they? Well, you know, they really don't care about the planet. They don't care about the advancement of the human race or species, rather. They care about that almighty dollar. And there's an age-old conspiracy uh, taught by Werner von Braun who claimed that advanced technology, reinforced engineered alien technology, will be used to create a hoax alien threat and usher in an interplanetary war. Now, mind you, this goes right into um, one of the things that they've talked about, love, whether we did or did not go to the moon. There was a documentary in the early 2000s, and it was only aired one time on the Fox network. This was back in the days of people still using video cassettes, and I recorded it. Um, and it was uh, narrated by um, and hosted by Mitch Pileggi. Um, that played Walter Skinner on the X-Files. And it was a really good documentary. It was really interesting. Um, discovering the billion, uh, the black military projects that were f uh, funded and the billions of dollars every year. All right, so where is this billions of dollars coming from? And my theory is it's the taxpayer's money because we're taxed so heavily in our country anymore to where people can barely even make it and put food on the table and things of that nature and in fact evidence uh, supplied in the past by Greer and his top officials would strongly suggest that the UFO issue was and is more closely guarded than nuclear secrets and was considered even more important than say the H-bomb or even the atom bomb um, now according to the doctor and the founder of um Center for the Study of Extraterrestrial Support, the suppression of technologies, including zero-point energy systems and anti-gravity uh, advancement, energy propulsion systems, resources, matter generations, 
or not generations, generators, generations, or transdimensional interstellar manufacturing electronic telepathy and spacecraft guidance systems controlled through consciousness interfacing technology. And he actually claimed to, to prove true. Um, one of the uh, most more like interesting revelations that would come out of this was um, from the documentary of uh, Close Encounters of the Fifth Kind relates to a documentary document released 10 years ago by the FBI according to Memorandum 6751. A declassified uh, file created in 1947. A U.S. government um, official confirms the uh, extraterrestrial phenomena as real and given information specific to their origins, missions, and technological capability. Now, in this uh, particular documentary, um, we uncovered a non-excarnate um, of um, world uh, people with peaceful agenda intent on settling on Earth. And the document details further where the human-like visitors derive from. They don't necessarily come from any planet, as we used to uh, used to think, but more from an uh, etheric planet, which inter uh, interpenetrates uh, with our own and is not uh, perceptible to us. Remember, we were talking about perception. So, think about this much. All right. So, whenever um, the natives saw the uh, Columbus's ships, the Nita, the Pita, and Santa Maria. They could only see what their mind would actually allow them to see. So they didn't know that, you know, ships, you know, not spaceships, but boats like that existed. And so they weren't allowed to see it until, I think it was like the native, um, I'm not sure if it's the witch doctor, whatever it is, told them what he was able to see and kind of cleared their consciousness in order to be able to do that. Um, the region from which they come uh, is not from the astral plane, but... It actually corresponds to the uh, Lokais and the Tayas, and students of esoteric matters will understand these terms. Um, moreover, evidence of UFOs or um, identified um, extraterrestrial vehicles has allegedly broken through into the mainstream media, leading to the Pentagon and the U.S. Navy to admit the validity of the videos captured by their pilots. And I remember Tucker Carlson had you know, even talked about it on Fox News last year. The Navy admitted that several UFO videos are in fact real that cannot be explained. And then they would show aerial phenomena that uh, baffles uh, everyone, including people who know a lot about, you know, aircraft. Um, while some people are very skeptical and they're calling the videos evidence of some kind of secret military program, Professor, hopefully I'm pronouncing his name right, because, you know, I like to not butcher people's names, uh, Michio uh Kaku, Kaku, K-A-K-U, Kaku, Kaku, commented on the uh, live news broadcast. I'm going to keep talking about that name, sorry. Um, which is the burden of proof used to be on the believers uh, to prove that UFOs are real. Now the burden of proof uh, has shifted um, to the government and the military to prove that they are not. Um, it's a bit like, you know, the idea of, you know, over in other countries... In the United States, it's supposed to be innocent until proven guilty. Over in other countries, it's guilty until proven innocent, which apparently is much harder to do, by the way. Um, more alarming, um, the withholding of UFO disclosure from the public are the idea behind why an official narrative perpetuated by world governments and mainstream media seeks to deride any uh, truth seeker as being a conspiracy theorist or citizen of Cookville. 
Um, first revelations really truly reveal the involvement of these global powers in what is considered to be problem action solutions. So, so a great example is whenever 9-11 happened, obviously we know that it's a false flag now. But people gave up their rights willingly after that, based on the guise of security and freedom. Look at what happened during 2020. We got people who actually you know, complied with the whole mask mandate and all this other stuff. Never mind. It was like, which I thought was ridiculous. You know, the restaurants were closed up early because of the virus, supposedly. Which I thought was really weird because it's like, all of a sudden, the virus is like, well, it's 10 o'clock. Let's close up the restaurant. <laughs> I'm like, that's the weirdest virus I've ever seen. Um, anyways, point being, it, it's, it's kind of like that. It's the whole problem action solution scenario. Uh, such as the United States and foreign military in, uh, engagements in Vietnam, South Africa, and in the Arab Spring. Denial of access to key information requested by presidents who are supposed to be at the top of the chain command. Yeah, right. They're actually really middlemen. And usually nine times out of ten, these politicians are answering not to the people that supposedly elected them, but to other people way, way higher and more scary or more nefarious than we could ever be. Um and the, uh, the many thoughted uh, requests submitted to both the CIA, which at one period, you know, they claimed they, they had no such document. Of course, they obviously did. And the uh, NSA, which once re uh, refused requests by a federal court judge on the basis that the information should be kept secret for the release of UFO-related documents under the Freedom of Information Act. And this is a process which nuclear physicist and UFO researcher, his name was, hold on a second, Stanton T. Friedman, and discovered didn't always receive full cooperation or was deliberately um, hindered to stop the decimation um, of sensitive information. Would it be because it threatens national security, or do they think revealing this to the populace will in endow them to with too much revolutionary power? Either way, uh, Greer had revealed that we are being indoctrinated into believing that the existence of UFOs is real, but they are violating airspace and present a, present a threat to our sovereignty. And so it's always some other threat. If you have ever noticed, it's always plug it in whenever you like, whether it's UFOs or aliens or whether it's Russians. And I'm not saying UFOs and aliens aren't real. I'm not saying that one bit at all. But what I am saying is that they will use anything and everything to kind of take the focus on what might be potentially the real threat, which is, you know, government's overstep. You know, them doing the whole cloak and dagger thing and creating this whole you know, scenario saying, well, we need this, that, and the other. So, you know, whenever, like, so for instance, 9-11 happened, all of a sudden, you know, we had, you know, security check boards and airplanes, or we all, we already, you know, we all ended up with, you know, uh, more warrantless wiretapping through the Patriot Act, or just whatever it is. Um, and he basically revealed that we're being indoctrinated to think in a certain way. This is the uh, next thing that they want the public to be afraid of is aliens. I mean, so they're constantly feeding us some sort of fear scenario and something that, you know, gets the public all rattled up and whatever else it is. And curiously, the planet's most important, closely guarded secret could be encouraging the world's highest governing powers to rapidly expand their dominance, which is to move to a growing number of people considered to be an anti-progressive uh, creep towards any kind of oppressive dictatorships you could imagine, whether it's from 
the current regime that we have here in the States, which is Biden. And I still say Biden is not the actual president. It's actually Robert Fink and BlackRock, and they own literally everything and probably a considerable amount of the military industrial complex, quite frankly. And ultimately, the creation of one of the one world government. I mean, they're that's what they're really trying to go for, and they're going to stop at any kind of whatever they can do it with. And mind you, totally unlikely, totally unconstitutional. None of us voted for this stuff. I promise you. And the people that thought that they did, I mean, votes really don't really count as much as people like to think that they do. And I wish that they did, but sadly, every time that an election happens, we see what happens exactly. Um, Daniel Sheaton, he's a, uh, he's a constitutional attorney and he commented on how citizens have been experiencing, uh, covert development. Quote, they're, they've been raised their entire political and professional career, which has been designed to have this kind of artificial construct, if you would. And that's their national airspace. And nobody can come into the airspace unless we otherwise, you know, say so. And they've got the super control mechanism going and they're right at the really important place right now where they're attempting to establish a kind of one world government. You know, uh, you've uh, gotten this communication systems up, the transportation systems up, and they're going to establish a planetary government. And there's nothing that is going to motivate the creation of a one world government like the discovery of an ultimate other. Okay, so, you know, it's one thing if that one world government was you know, transparent, honest, you know, compassionate, all the good qualities that you would hope for in a government. I don't think that's what we're getting, sadly. Um, other information that was produced in this documentary um, that the U.S. government uh, post-Cold War um, success is the inter- in- integration of the leading democracies into a U.S.-led system of collective security and the creation of democratic zone of peace uh, while it sounds a like a mission of good will uh, conflicting statements reveal more more sinister uh, um, intentions over claims that the ultimate goal of the u.s military force is to is for future forces to achieve global dominance superiority so there's that <laughs> um okay so let's let's talk about this much um what is consciousness and how does this going to work with say talking to extraterrestrials and point of fact you know what's going to happen is or what is happening rather is that they're already kind of like they're observing us you know the way that we maybe observe animals and the behaviors and their natural habitat so to speak um they're wanting to see like are we going to do something stupid like blow ourselves up i mean we're a very rigid and very violent race and easily manipulated in a lot of ways. And, you know, obviously with meditation, it takes you out of your own head in a lot of ways and gets you into a whole another level of thinking, quite frankly. And this goes into the idea of what is consciousness. And some might would describe consciousness as being a state of awareness uh, deeper is, and it shines light on the incredible inherent f- uh, f- uh, facility of humans to perceive and examine their own wakefulness. And apparently 
that was an argument that was done by Nobel Prize winner Dr. Erwin Schrodinger, and he argued that the total number of minds in the universe is one in fact consciousness and it is a singularity phrasing within all beings. And this understanding that we are all uh, one of many evolved forms of life, planets, animals, and stars, they were included. And that developed in such a way to be able to contemplate ourselves and the planet, our solar system, our greatest collective um, connection to the cosmos, and demonstrates an advanced ability to examine the place or role of even civilization in the universe. So that being said, the very idea that we can think of our thoughts that these thoughts are electrical signals. And as I have said in the past episodes, spirituality, when you're meditating, you're trying to make sure all your eye, you know, wires are uh, connected, all your eyes are you know, dotted, all your T's are crossed, etc. And the very idea that we can think of all these thoughts, that these thoughts are electrical signals and chemicals, and these in turn transmit to others, our, our personalities, and allows us to decode and, uh, deeply complex information. Um in the um, environment around us and into meaning an, an incredible psychological feat and something that is shared by the extraterrestrial civilization the civilizations sorry that have been uh, purportedly visiting uh, been visiting earth but the thing about it is they've been here billions of years they're not just all out of a sudden here they are you know it's it's a lot more to it than that it's a lot more complicated um now according to his book um, a book he has called Contact uh, Countdown to Transformation and this is attaining higher states of consciousness through deep meditation is the key to establishing a contact and so this is something obviously that the military industrial complex does not want to have because they want to be able to have control over everything and they're you know, constantly you know, using the technology against their own people and just whatever. The other thing is the pharmaceutical industry would absolutely hate this because you know, they want people on all these psychotropic drugs. That's one of the reasons that they do this is so that we do have a calcified pineal gland. And so that we are, you know, disconnected from our spiritual and, you know, um, emotional well-being, if you would. Why do you think they were pumped through all these different types of drugs? It's not just for the sake of argument. It's for a very, very specific purpose. Um, you know, far from it being a fictionalized uh, imaging of first contact with alien life, um, he argues, Greer argues rather, that contact groups around the world, including his own, have that for decades made peaceful contact with extraterrestrial biological entities uh, through a series of peaceful protocols that he designed. Now, this information is also supported with a declassified letter from former President um, Nikolai Sarovsky uh, that details the success of contact establishment by the French government. Now, take into consideration the the empowering um, effect such a revelation would have, um, where there uh, if you know where there evidence of alien visitation, and he actually Greer actually reports to have plenty of it in the documentary. He argues, um, ar he ar uh, supplies some of the best uh, startling modern UFO footage and contactee experiences and even uh, even captured, or ever, even captured, ever captured, if I could talk right, God bless. A small volume of video evidence is supplied in the documentary and while viewers should take these clips on board with a healthy dose of skepticism. 
And I understand that because a lot of times, you know, I always think it's funny, you know, the video is like so blurred or far away. And it's just, it's really difficult to tell me, you know, it has their tails of it quite frankly. Um, but nonetheless, it could be potentially uh, classified as aerial phenomena. And it is just worth noting that Stanton uh, Friedman, um, his explosive book, um, Top Secret uh, Magic, Friedman discovered that professional researchers into the Project Blue Book special um, report 14 created in the 1950s, which included over 3,000 sightings. And many of them, like I said, whenever um, you know they were doing Project Blue Book, a lot of them would try to discredit them. So yeah, they were swamp gas and just whatever you could think of. I mean, they would. I understand the explanation of, hey, you know, that stuff does happen, like weird junk does happen. You know, I'm not going to say it doesn't because it obviously it does. And there's some weird stuff in nature that does happen and can happen. Determine that the probability of unknown simply being missed, uh, known as less than 1%. The same principle could be applied to uh, his research, Greer's research and encounters. However, instead of going the way of information dumping and listing every evidence uh, to cooperate and support the claims that they, um, uh, that, you know, Greer uh, pushes back to break the own perceptive boundaries by creating their own contact uh, teams that would understand these technologies and sciences of uh, consciousness and investigate them for themselves. Um, those with altruistic intentions will experience contact and even, you know, he promised that. All right, but he goes to, uh, out of his way to argue that the way of the oppressive states uh, created by fascist uh, demigods um, to come together as nonviolent ambassadors. And so that's the main thing is, are they going to, I mean, because the way that, you know, a lot of these governments and our government's a great example. I keep using our government because, you know, I live here in the States and everything, but they're very, you know, they're very, very manipulative and very controlling in a lot of areas. And it's, it's really disturbing about how much they are wanting to control literally everything. And, And it's it's one of those things where why else would they do something like this? You know, why else would they you know have a you know Project Bluebeam? You know, other than to control, manipulate the masses and everything, and be able to you know try to you know go after somebody that's simply just meditating. You know, I mean that's. You know, because they can't put a label to it. It's not authorized by anybody. And and the, like I said, they'll they'll get mad about that. They'll get really angry about that. Um, and obviously, his group is not the only one that's doing this. I mean, there's a lot of other groups that I've seen online. There, are, you know, there's one that I know of that, you know, and I'm not going to say where the location is, but they they meditate um, deeply and to connect with them and everything. And I think it's it's honestly it's fascinating i mean it can't not be fascinating i mean if they're able to do this without any kind of government inference because the government inference they're always wanting to say that something is a threat because we don't know and it's this whole unknown thing and they're military and they just you know their, their main goal is to shoot it down shoot it down shoot it down you know shoot ask questions later and that's probably when you're dealing with something that's unknown like this, and obviously they're going to have a different reaction than maybe you or I would, or maybe they wouldn't, I don't know, because we don't know. 
And Delray Deer is kind of like the gray area where, you know, we got people that are royally freaked out by literally anything and everything. And I'm talking like that's where a lot of like, you know, fear and prejudices derive from is that whole idea of the unknown. And, but if they really truly wanted us dead, then we would have been dead a long time ago when we discovered the atom bomb. It's not the way it's been depicted in movies and TV shows. And I think that's one of the reasons that I did like the X-Files, you know, depiction of it because they depicted it of, you know, what's actually going on in a lot of ways. It's probably pretty, very, very accurate compared to like some of the other stuff, you know, like Independence Day or War of the Worlds or whatever it was. Um, Heck, even the Men in Black movies weren't really, you know, showing that it was necessarily a threat, but they also depicted the fact that there were other species of aliens and extraterrestrials, and it was a really big, broad term and everything. So, with that in mind, I mean, obviously, they're wanting to do this to usher in the New World Order. They're wanting to, you know, have this, um, you know, basically reaction, you know, scenario and everything that they always want to do. And they've been doing it for years, and they keep us, you know, rotten down, preoccupied with it and everything, you know, so people get fearful of, well, the virus, they get fearful of UFOs and aliens in this situation or whatever it is. But they're also using energy weapons to do all sorts of nefarious damage and, you know, still saying that it's, you know, global warming and whatever you could think of. And it's just, it becomes this whole mess where we can't just, you know, it would be so awesome if these countries and maybe the military industrial complex would just let go of their ego and actually, you know, try to see what's better for not just the country or the people or whatever it is, or whatever the heck it is they think they're doing, but what's better for the world. You know, um, I, I always want to believe that people can do the right thing and change for the better. I don't want to give up on that because then I think it becomes like this whole cynical approach of nobody's ever going to change or whatever it is. I, I still want to believe that people can, you know, change for the better and, you know, do the right thing and do something for the betterment of humanity. And this is a great example. I mean, mind you, the discovery of extraterrestrial life and, you know, UFOs and everything else, it, it's one of those things where it's going to, really big up hard pill for people to swallow some people not all of them um but that being said a lot of people are deeply disconnected from what their religions actually do say you know because they're so fixated upon some preacher you know telling them you know what to think and what to feel and then they're not really willing to do the research and find out what the actual definitions are and what they're actually talking about is this really a parable or is this you know, some sort of metaphor and stuff. And I kind of, I think that's one of the reasons that one of the multitude of reasons of why it is that I find myself annoyed with organized religion in a lot of ways, because it has nothing to do with spirituality or God or anything like that. It's just, you know, all about politics and policy and such. And so it's, you know, it, it, it becomes this very deeply convoluted thing. So, all right really crazy well you already probably seen this one coming if you go actually looking at project Bluebeam, and you'll find a bunch of same old story same old song and dance type of things that i've talked about before which is you look up anything and you see all these articles basically trying to say it's not real and say it's you know conspiracy theory oh yeah it was fact checked so 
and this goes back to the idea of, you know, controlling a narrative and getting people to think and feel a certain way, you know, I mean, but I think the, the knowledge is out there and because of that knowledge being out there, I think that people are going to push back even harder than they've ever pushed back before. I mean, you know, they're not saying that they don't believe in UFOs and aliens. They're saying that they don't believe our government's version of what they think UFOs and aliens is. Does that make sense? Where, you know, we've got like all sorts of things that are happening and occurring and, you know, the, the validity of whatever the mainstream media reports or the validity of whatever the government mouthpieces you know, say, whether it's on TV or whatever there's in a movie or whatever it happens to be, I think people have gotten to the point now where they no longer believe anything that they actually have to say and so that they've lost validity. And so with this, they are pulling out all the stops. And, you know, this is a great example. You know, get them to have something that isn't, you know, isn't correct, isn't accurate. And I'm pretty sure the aliens up there are laughing at us in a lot of weird ways just because of how stupid sometimes this stuff gets where after a while you're like, wow, didn't you guys try that like back in 1932 with war of the worlds or didn't you do this back in the 1960s or, or didn't, I mean, just whatever you could think of. And, and I mean, for me personally, like I said, being somebody that's really into UFOs and really into researching and, you know, understanding and everything else, it is a really big disservice. I mean, you start really looking at things like on the history channel and realizing that some of these people work within the government and all this other stuff. And, you know, so they obviously, it, it almost kind of, for me personally, it's almost like their credibility kind of goes out the window as soon as that happens. As soon as you find out, Hey, they work for the government or they used to work. For them. I mean, just whatever it is. I mean, I know this sounds crazy. And it's not that these people aren't educated or, you know, have knowledge and, you know, something like that. But for whatever reason, you start to kind of question where are they going with this? Because, you know, the next thing you know, you're like, am I being fed a, a bunch of lies? Am I being dragged around like, you know, by my nose into a really dark corner that I can't get out of or something to that effect? And it basically boils down to almost them using you against yourself in a strange way where they're, you know, you want to know, you want to learn, you want to understand, and you want to see what's, you know, what the truth is and everything else. And so we're all fundamentally geared towards wanting to learn the truth. The bad thing is you got people that, you know, you'll use that against you and basically will say, okay, I'm going to use this against you and say, I'm going to feed you what I think, want you to believe, what, are, what you think that, you know, the truth is, this is what you're going to end up thinking based upon that versus you actually learning the truth. And I mean, really learning the truth. And that's, that's a, that's a fine line to walk. And it's a strange line to walk, quite frankly, because it's just, there's so much disinformation out there, no matter what it pertains to, whether it's UFOs and aliens and whatever, or for that matter, even religion. I mean, look at organized religion. How much does it lie to people? Have you ever talked to people that were just so far gone into their religion that the sense of spirituality has left them in a weird way. If that makes any sense where, you know, you have people that just are like, Oh my gosh. I mean, it's like, you can't actually have a conversation with them. I mean, a legitimate conversation or an intellectual conversation because they're so fixated upon their religion and everything, which to me is really, it's, it, it's really cultish and it's really scary and unnerving in a lot of ways. And I've seen it more than a few times, whether it's with, you know, people who are saying that they're religious 
or I've seen it with people who are like yoga instructors, honestly speaking, or just whatever you can think of. I mean, it's, just, it's really weird where you get this energy and you get this vibe from them. And it makes you kind of like back away and back off and not talk to them about stuff such as this. And, or that they're married to the political party. And then that's another great example of where, you know, they're married to the political party so intently that they don't realize that them being married to that political party, whether it's Democrat or Republican, is also part of an issue where, you know, it's like, here's this divide and conquer thing. And so now they've already created this whole threat of, you know, possible an alien invasion or something like that. And they're going to have people say, well, there's no such thing as aliens, period, or whatever you can think of. And, or I've had people say, oh, aliens are demons and all this other junk. And I'm like, this is what bugs me. Where they're using the guise of religion to understand something so much greater than themselves. And it becomes this whole arrogance thing of, I know the whole story. Please show me one person on this planet or any other planet that knows the whole story. And I'll show you missing pieces and chunks of stuff that we don't even comprehend, let alone do we understand. And I think many times over, when we're being spiritual, or I'm hoping in a lot of ways when we're spiritual, we're scientific. If that makes any sense. Where when you're doing science, you do have a certain amount of skepticism. But, you know, and you know, with spirituality, it's another ballpark. And it's like the language spirituality is very different for it than say the language of science science is like this out of the other but some people are married to their science thinking hey i've got a good handle on everything but there are some you know obviously there are some absolutes in science just like there's some absolutes in spirituality and everything else and you know i'm not saying that there isn't you know obviously one of the absolutes in science it would be you know two genders male or female okay I can get around that, you know, but, um, what I am saying is some people are so married to what they think they understand based upon their religion. And it, it's really, it, it's kind of like unnervingly unhealthy. And so that being said with, you know, project blue beam, you know, it's going to freak a lot of people out if they're not knowing what they're seeing many times over, you're seeing a light show, you're seeing, some weird crapola and it's our government doing it because if aliens truly wanted us dead we would have been dead a very long time ago whatever it was hey maybe it was you know would have you know i'm surprised they didn't kill us during the french revolution or the civil war or the boston tea party or how many other wars have we had you know vietnam um you know or the atom bomb or whatever it was we would have been dead a long time ago i mean totally wiped out annihilated we're too busy killing each other the threat is is not from any alien. It is from the military-industrial complex. And that's that's the major threat right there because, I mean, they're so d deceitful and deceptive that it's it's almost like they're seeing what they, whatever it is that they can get away with and what people will allow them to get away with. You know, how does this work? I mean, you know, with everything that we've got going on, you know, that... People, obviously, they're having issues, you know, putting food on their table and everything else. And that goes into a whole other thing where, you know, they become slaves. And, and the aliens, they probably look at us like, well, 
we don't need to enslave them at all. They enslave themselves. They enslave each other, you know, or whatever it is. So there's no need for that. But we got the idea of you know, the fake alien invasion where it's like they're feeding off that fear and that, um, that herd and that mob mentality, if you would. You know, um, one of the things that you find out is that Project Bluebeam is a coercion between NASA and the United Nations. We already know that NASA is the ones that have been, amongst others, dumping in the uh, HARP, you know, dumping in the, you know, stuff in the atmosphere. And, you know, and that back in the 60s that they might have gotten Stanley Kubrick to film a fake moon landing. You know, there's that. And I always wondered, you know, how was it that Stanley Kubrick was able to do that in 1968, you know, the 2001 Space Odyssey, which is a great movie, by the way. But I always wondered, how was he able to do that in 68? You know, I mean, it's a pretty technologically advanced movie for that time period. And I'm beginning to kind of understand things a little bit better and differently. I mean, he did... It's almost like he might have been coerced in it, but at the same time, he I think might have regretted it because he didn't like the idea of lying to the American public or something. I don't know. It's it's a very convoluted situation, to be perfectly honest with you. And, you know, obviously that's neither here nor there, but he did do some interesting movies that really showed a lot of things. Where it's, it's almost like he was like a whistleblower in a strange way, but I don't know if he meant to be or if he was one or whatever. I mean, it's just... It's super weird because, I mean, think about his body of work, honestly speaking. You know, eyes wide shut, okay, really creepy, and showing all sorts of elite stuff. And then you got 2001 Space Odyssey about the interfacing of artificial intelligence with alien life. Or about, you know, Clockwork Orange, which is simply about mind control. I mean, it was like every time you turn around, whenever you would watch a Kubrick film, it was like... You know, even like his one that was a comedy, which is, you know, how I, you know, you know, learned to love the bomb and everything, you know, with, um, you know, Peter Sellers in it, you know, um, that was, you know, that was, that was an interesting movie, had George C. Scott and everything and acting against character type, quite frankly. But it was also very telling about the military industrial complex and how, much they want to, you know, have power over everything and everybody, and you know, but it didn't really hint towards the New World Order in a lot of ways, but it did in other areas. You know, it was almost kind of like, okay, yeah, okay, and and you're watching it, but you know, I mean, so Project Bluebeam, I mean, obviously, I really do think it's going to be connected to the whole climate change thing. I really do think it's going to be connected to the energy weapons. As a matter of fact, I'm surprised. Oh, crap, I'm putting this one out there. So it, it goes back to the idea of, like, you know, constantly, you know, do your own thinking, do your own research. And, you know, whatever it is that the government wants to throw out there to convince you of this or the other. But I'm, I'm surprised that they haven't used, and, and hopefully I'm not putting this out there to the universe, of Project Blue Beam being, you know, the energy weapons or something like that. And they probably will, but... All I can say is don't fall for it because it isn't them. It's it's not it is not a, the aliens doing that. It is people, you know, very very bad things that they're wanting to do. But it, it's them, and 
if anything, I, I mean, I know this is going to sound really strange here, but here it goes. If anything, I think it will be the extraterrestrials will intervene to save us from ourselves. Because obviously, you know, we're hard-headed, you know, in, in that respect where it's like the idea of not doing this to an entire country or an entire, you know, the entire world, quite frankly, is one of those things where they obviously don't care about. And I think, if anything, the extraterrestrials will be the ones that would help defend us against them. And that's the one thing that they don't want is because if we already stand together and we can obviously, you know, defeat, you know, the New World Order, military industrial complex, whatever, and actually go after them and hold them accountable. The thing about it is they're so secretive to where most of us don't hardly know anything about them. And they keep us distracted by so much. It's unreal. I mean, people arguing over their favorite sports teams. I mean, irrelevant stuff. And, um, but anyways, my thing is, you know, constantly keep searching, keep trying to find out whatever it is you can find out about and learn. Um, if you guys get a chance, check out Dr. Greer's um, books and check out his, um, his documentaries. Um, I'm very sure that they're incredibly informative. I haven't actually gotten to look at it myself. I need to, um, I definitely want to get that book that other ones talk about the, uh, you know, pure uh, magic or whatever it's called. Um, anyways, this has been a, another edition of really truth. Brand Wells. Um, thank you guys so much for tuning in yet again. Um, remember all my Amazon, iHeartRadio, radio and Spotify. Please tell your friends. Thank you so much.